right now on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Bernis. People need to be aligned to the kingdom, aligned with the Hebraic mindset. I see a revival of interest in the Hebraic roots of the faith. Adopting another language to your heart in a way that will be friendly. Welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. I'm Jonathan Burnus. The Hebrew language is often called Lashan HaKodesh, the Holy Tongue. Studying Hebrew can help you to better understand the roots of your faith. Our guest today is a language expert whose unique teaching makes learning Hebrew easy and fun. Please welcome my good friend, Danny Ben-Gigi. Danny, I say, Dr. Danny Ben-Gigi, I refer to Danny as our resident Hebrew expert. And we, we introduced Hebrew as connecting Christians with the Jewish roots or the Hebraic roots of their faith. Can you unpack that for us? Truly, and without an insulting any human being, I don't really see how anyone can really understand the depth and the cradle and the core and the roots of Christianity without having any kind of, or if at least some kind of knowledge of Hebrew. It was mandatory in America in the 1700, 1800. You could not graduate Harvard or Yale or any other university. You could not, in fact, be a pastor in America for hundreds of years without having a flowing knowledge of Hebrew. That is so interesting. But they knew what they were doing, our founding fathers of this country. And besides of the ethical foundation of the Bible, they also understood the importance of the Hebrew because these people understood something that many of us forget, that we're going towards, towards the point that we call the end time. I want to focus on, on Hebrew in connection with the last days. Now, Zephaniah 3.9, right. which I want to put up on the screen, particularly in the King James Version. Some of the versions miss this, but it talks about a restoration of a pure tongue right. so that the people will be able to worship me purely. Exactly. That, many who understand the restoration of Israel being key to Bible prophecy. Right understand that Hebrew is also a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, of end time prophecy. Exactly. Talk about that. In English it says, I will turn to you a language. But in Hebrew it's, it's much more precise, which, which this is the nature of Hebrew. The prophet is saying, I will flip to you another language. Now what does that mean to those who speak Latin languages? They're reading it and writing it from left to right. Flipping it means that it will be turned from the right to the left, which is the language of Hebrew. Danny, help us understand how Hebrew, the spoken Hebrew, is a restoration of a language. It's a restoration because it was dormant for many years and it was thought to be dead. And that was not the plan of God. It came back to life, first to Israel as the restoration of Israel and next to the rest of the world. The other languages of the other nations were lost. The Hebrew language was still burning. You know those like on the stove, there is sometimes a little fire, you call it pilot, and it's still burning there. It can burn there in a good example. for thousands of years. Okay, so how, how did it happen? Just a brief history. When did it start coming alive again? 
at the birth of Israel, 1948, and even a little bit before that, it was dormant, but it never died, and it was planned and designed to come back to life. People came to, back to the land, it was, as you said before, only for, with prayer. But suddenly, out of over, almost overnight, when the masses of people came to the land from many countries, about 101 countries, when Israel was restored as a nation, suddenly children start playing outside in the backyard in Hebrew, and everything was done in Hebrew, everything again, and it was unprecedented. So it was the design of God that it became thus the language of, of Israel. Absolutely, by the design of God, it was meant to be this way. But this restoration is not really limited to the people of Israel. The, the, when the prophet uh, uh, Zephaniah and the other prophets are speaking, they speak of the big, large body of believers. Do you think it, is it may be surprise to historians, how come that a simple sentence, so from Zion Torah will come forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, to whom? To the nations of the world, Kibitzion. And the, the, the statement, it is very powerful in Isaiah, Israel, light to the nation. What light? Israel, people know, well, Israelis are like ordinary people, but not the fate of the land and the fate of the language. So when they say light to the nations, well, where is Christianity really cradled and, and flourished? Where? Did it happen in Greece? Did it happen in, 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 in Turkey, you know, Constantinople? No, it happened there. All the letters, all the disciples, all the gospels were written from the land to the other nations. The modern restoration of Hebrew. Danny, we have to take a quick break. More with Dr. Ben-Gigi straight ahead. Also ahead, a moving story from one of our medical outreaches in Ethiopia. It turned into a life-changing experience. Stay with us. Do you want deeper access to God in heaven? Would you like a richer knowledge of the Bible? Then you need these two interactive computer learning programs from Dr. Danny Ben-Gigi, the Biblical Hebrew Trainer and Hebrew Trainer. The Hebrew language has been called the intimate tongue of God. Reading and speaking this powerful language can bring you closer to God than you ever imagined. Dr. Ben-Gigi is not just a native Hebrew speaker, he's also a professor who has taught countless college students this holy language. Now he wants to teach you so you can experience the blessings that come from reading scripture in its original language. These computer learning programs make it easy, enrich and deepen your connection to the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. Read the scriptures with new insight and understanding. Order the Biblical Hebrew Trainer and Hebrew Trainer Computer Learning Program set today for your donation of $49. When you donate $49, you'll be providing crucial medical, dental, and eye care to scattered Jewish communities like these who suffer from poverty, disease, and despair. Most importantly, when you support Jewish Voice Ministries, you make it possible for Jewish people like these, living in remote places, to hear that their Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, has come. Remember, God said He will bless those who bless the Jewish people. These lost Jewish tribes are not forgotten to God. And God says when you bless them, He will bless you. 
So call the number on your screen now to bless these scattered Jewish tribes. You can also click or write with your gift of support by going to our website, jvmi.tv, or writing to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. Please specify offer 1361 when giving $49 or more to receive your gifts. Call, click, or write today. Dr. Danny Ben-Gigi, who we affectionately call a resident Hebrew expert. And Danny has developed some resources to learn Hebrew. They're both inexpensive and really easy. Danny, that's hard for people to imagine that have attempted to learn Hebrew, that it actually can be learned easily and quickly. How is that possible? It's possible because I don't want to call it learning Hebrew. I would like to call it experiencing Hebrew. What's the difference? When you think the word learn, you know, brings, up, brings back memory of people of really hard time in school, when they had homework, when they had pressure. We did it in a way that would be kind of an experience. Audio, visual, videos, playing, touching, not much of not. It's, it's an internet, pro Danny, biblical Hebrew trainer. Yes. I want you to tell us honestly. Okay. How much time a day? How much time do you need to put into this a day? I would say it, it can range. Depends on how much time people have. But I would recommend about half an hour. And if people have more time on the weekends and do more. But they can start even on the other one. You know, if they go the Biblical Hebrew, the Biblical Hebrew also has a very, very basic beginning. We call it scratch. So exp explain that though. Two kinds of Hebrew really. There's Biblical Hebrew and there's spoken Hebrew, and they integrate together. You integrate yes. them together, and they're fun, and they're simple. <clears throat> I studied Hebrew. I was forced to study Hebrew growing up, friends. I, I was forced into the carpool, and I had to sit there for three hours and learn Hebrew for three years to prepare at age 13 to, to go through my bar mitzvah, become a son of the commandment. And it was not fun. This is fun. It's a we are talking about different era and completely different approach. I'm familiar with that. This is what happens with the word learn or study. We are saying here, adopting another language to your heart in a way that will be friendly, but not just friendly as using it as a paraphrase. I've seen people when they start, I actually sat down next to them and I watched their faces, including yourself. When I first presented to you, I was trying to look for one thing, the smiles. And as you're playing, I notice you're smiling. You know why? Because I was thinking of the years of agony <laughs> and how easy this would have been and enjoyable. <laughs> I like that. But really, that was my intention, to get smiles. Because I was teaching in the university, and I saw people that are really, the expression was something different than smile. Bewilderment, you know, scratching their head. And I thought, must be another way to introduce the Hebrew, which is something that is something that to be with love. And I was thinking throughout the time, the tutorial, the practicing to make it joyous. How do you make it joyous? And that's why I was smiling because I'm thinking of my former teacher, Harold Mosky. Yeah. Rest in peace. 
He wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't entertaining. <laughs> this is entertaining. Thank you. This and is entertaining. Thank it really you. And is. It was Simple. really the intention. So certain areas, when I tested it, I, I placed a few people, anybody actually that came in and said, sit down here, and I did something. And if I did not see the smiles or the kind of a leisure attention and or the, uh, or the attempt to continue playing with that, I said, okay, let me change it a little bit to so make it fun. The, the idea is to get to something thorough. But the, the means, the way to do it, friendly, non-threatening. Biblical Hebrew may sound threatening, may sound even to the extent it's like people say, wow, it's like next to Martian. You know, it's not. But Danny, what I'm sure a lot of people are thinking right now, I, I'm not a scholar. I'm never going to be a scholar. Why would learning Hebrew be of any benefit to me as a Christian? Why is this important for the average person watching? Very good. Well, you know, number one, we started with the thorough issue, the heavy duty. What happens in the end time, I spoke with several pastors. We, you know, it was kind of interesting. A group of pastors said, well, let's say the Messiah, the Savior comes back in this very day. You know his name. Oh, yeah, well, it's Jesus, Yeshua. Okay. In this very day, he comes back and he needs to align people behind him with the big thing, salvation. So he's going to check you out and he said, okay, people, everybody, let's drop what you're doing. We're going the way of the Episcopalian church. No, let's do it to the Southern Baptist church. No, let's do it to this church. What is going to, where is he going to pick? What is he going to pick? On the same token, what is he going to pick? Turkish, Swedish, what will be the language of the kingdom that is going to be back on earth? And that kingdom is here already, according to the New Testament. Is he going to pick it? You know, it's obvious he's going to align people back to the Bible. There are many additions, and it's respectable and honorable, but people need to be aligned, you know, to the kingdom. And they are without a doubt, they'll be aligned with the Hebraic mindset. And many churches sense it. And many people in churches sense it as well. And they are, you know the number, how it's growing, so-called Hebraic flavor or Jewish flavor. It's not going to be flavor, Jonathan. For you, for your ministry, it's already an essence. People look at you from all over the land, and they know if they want to get essence of the Hebraic roots of Christianity, this is the place. And, and I, I see a revival of interest in the Hebraic roots of the faith. Help us understand for someone that's not quite there yet, how this is going to actually enhance their faith, enhance their relationship with God. Excellent. The closeness, you know, here, let's take a word. Okay, let's take one word. People say it is an exuberant word. You know, the word is Hosanna. Okay, it's a cry of hell, of, of happiness, right? But ask people how many of them really know the true meaning of Hosanna. Hosanna in Hebrew is Hosha'ana. And what is the meaning of that? It's a cry of joy, but it has a meaning. Hosha, even, you can hear even the name of Jesus in it, Yeshua. And the word na, please. The word means, please, save us. That's Hosanna. But people lost the meaning of that. Danny, give us another example of a word that explodes with meaning when you go back and understand the Hebrew. I'll give a word that every single mother on the face of the planet will understand it. The word mercy in Hebrew is rachamim. 
And if you look at, look at the word, and it has the word racham, rechem, in it, you know what is the meaning of the word rachamim? It means mercy. And what is rechem? A womb. Every mother can attest to that. Show me a one entity, one human being that is more merciful than the mother. Mercy and compassion has to do with the womb in Hebrew. Beautiful. What an amazing connection. Let me ask you a question. What's the most misinterpreted word in the entire Bible? Do you think you know? Well, Danny Ben-Gigi will be back in a moment with the answer. But first, a moving story that we captured during one of our recent medical outreaches. We sent video producer Mark Meissner to Ethiopia to show you how your financial partnership with Jewish Voice is changing lives. When you partner with Jewish Voice Ministries, where does your money go? That's what I wanted you to see, so I set out to capture what goes on during our medical missions. My name is Mark Meissner. I'm a field producer. This is the story of someone extraordinary. Your donations blessed. His eyes are open, but he cannot see. 19-year-old Elias has been blind since he was two. I didn't notice him at first. He was one of dozens in a long line of patients who entered the clinic on day four. These people are not just numbers. Each one matters to Jewish voice. Something about him captured my attention. I felt like God was guiding me towards him, prompting me to tell his story. At that moment, I had no idea what was gonna happen next. As I followed Elias to the eye clinic, I was hoping doctors could restore his vision. By now, Elias recognized my voice and it was able to comfort him as he waited to see the doctor. The first diagnosis confirmed Elias had cataracts in both eyes. Doctors were optimistic they could help him. My spirits soared. I was ecstatic that Elias would soon be able to see. Elias told me his family disowned him because he was blind. They believed he was punished by God, so they sent him away to live in an orphanage. Later that day, a second opinion brought disappointing news. An ultrasound revealed Elias had detached retinas. Doctors could not restore his sight. I was heartbroken. Tears were flowing. I had so much hope and confidence only to have it taken away in an instant. I asked Elias if he was sad. He said, no, Mark, I am happy. No way was I going to abandon Elias at this point. More than ever, I wanted him to know that God was with him and that God loved him. I took Elias to a tent where several prayer warriors took over. They shared the good news of Yeshua with him, and Elias accepted the Lord into his heart. I felt compelled to join in. That's me on the left praying for Elias to receive spiritual healing. By now, I was spent. The day had turned into an unexpected emotional roller coaster. We still had to take Elias home. I was dreading having to say goodbye to my new friend. As we dropped him off, I wondered why God put him in my life that day. I still don't have an answer for that. Elias remains blind, but he now has a new vision, a vision of Yeshua. I may never see Elias again, but he will always have a place in my heart and in my prayers. And I am so grateful Jewish Voice gave me the opportunity to see a life changed. story. Elias has come to know Jesus as his Messiah because of your support. And when you partner with Jewish Voice, 
you not only help us to share the gospel with lost tribes around the world, you help us to provide vital medical care and clean drinking water when you donate to this ministry. You don't just get great products that can change your life. You help us change the lives of Jewish people worldwide, people like Elias, and there's so many more like him. Do you want deeper access to God in heaven? Would you like a richer knowledge of the Bible? Then you need these two interactive computer learning programs from Dr. Danny Ben-Gigi, the biblical Hebrew trainer and Hebrew trainer. The Hebrew language has been called the intimate tongue of God. Reading and speaking this powerful language can bring you closer to God than you ever imagined. Dr. Ben Gigi is not just a native Hebrew speaker, he's also a professor who has taught countless college students this holy language. Now he wants to teach you so you can experience the blessings that come from reading scripture in its original language. These computer learning programs make it easy, enrich and deepen your connection to the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. Read the scriptures with new insight and understanding. Order the Biblical Hebrew Trainer and Hebrew Trainer Computer Learning Program set today for your donation of $49. When you donate $49, you'll be providing crucial medical, dental, and eye care to scattered Jewish communities like these who suffer from poverty, disease, and despair. Most importantly, when you support Jewish Voice Ministries, you make it possible for Jewish people like these, living in remote places, to hear that their Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, has come. Remember, God said He will bless those who bless the Jewish people. These lost Jewish tribes are not forgotten to God. And God says when you bless them, He will bless you. So call the number on your screen now to bless these scattered Jewish tribes. You can also click or write with your gift of support by going to our website, jvmi.tv, or writing to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. Please specify offer 1361 when giving $49 or more to receive your gifts. Call, click, or write today. This is the secret to controlling our cravings, to losing a pound a day. You can say goodbye to high blood pressure, obesity, and even diabetes. Join Jewish Voice Ministries as we tour the Holy Land and celebrate Israel 2017. On this trip, you'll stay in five-star accommodations as we tour Nazareth, Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, and more. You can renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee and participate in an immersion ceremony at the Jordan River. Call and speak with our events coordinator to learn more exciting details about Celebrate Israel 2017. really want you to get Danny's online courses, Biblical Hebrew. There's a, both a Biblical Hebrew trainer and a spoken Hebrew trainer. As someone who suffered through Hebrew school and didn't have fun, this will be fun. I'm going to have Danny uh, give a final thought after I answer some of your questions in this segment we call Ask the Rabbi. It's time now for Ask the Rabbi. I think I look better with sunglasses 
but we have some very interesting questions from our viewers. Uh, every, every day we get questions from viewers on topics from Jewish customs to the last day. So now it's your turn to ask the rabbi. We start with this question from Bill in Wilmington, Delaware. How can people in Ethiopia be Jewish? Well, Bill from Wilmington, the answer is that there's Jews in China. I went to China and met Jewish people in Kaifeng, China. God said, if you disobey my commandments, I will scatter you to the uttermost parts of the earth. And he's done that. There's Jewish people in China. There's Jewish people in Ethiopia. We're working with a tribe called the Lemba in the bush of Zimbabwe. There's Jewish people that we have yet to meet in, in Iran, in Iraq, in Afghanistan. I've heard of a nomadic tribe in the Sahara Desert. I'm not sure I'm going on that outreach to begin with, and if I do, uh, I want my wife to make sure to remind me to wear a hat because I'll burn easily. But there's Jewish people everywhere. Now, here's the great promise, not that he would scatter us, but the day would come when he would bring us back. And so, yes, there's still Jews in Ethiopia, but 130,000 Ethiopian Jews now live in Israel. The Jewish people have returned from Iran and from Iraq and from really the uttermost parts of the world in direct fulfillment of Bible prophecy. So it's not just the scattering of the Jewish people to places like Ethiopia and the uttermost parts of the world. We should be focused on the fact that God has restored Israel and is bringing the Jewish people back from the nations of the world like Ethiopia. One more question. Uh, Luis in Garland, Texas is curious, did Jesus speak Hebrew? Well, the very simple answer to your question, Louise, is yes, he did. When he was asked what is the most important commandment, he didn't speak in English or Greek or even Aramaic. He spoke in Hebrew, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Danny was mentioning that earlier. The, the confession of our people throughout history, Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Yeshua clearly spoke Hebrew. Now, there's some that say, well, he spoke Aramaic. My answer is both. He spoke both Aramaic and Hebrew, and maybe a little of the lingua franca. He spoke some, some uh, Greek as well, which was the language of the day. But he clearly spoke Hebrew. Well, one final thought from Dr. Danny Ben-Gigi, who's been a, a great guest today. Danny, the final question, what's the most misinterpreted word in the Bible? Many of you think you know the answer. What is it? Well, there are several, but the, I think the one that is really impacted more than anything else the world is one word that is found happening actually when Moses descended from Mount Sinai. It says there that when Moses went down, his face were glowing, right? The word glow in Hebrew is the word Karen, Karnu. Now, they took the word Karen. You see, in Hebrew is a concise language. If you don't really know the context of what says there, the word Karen in English, I mean Hebrew, can mean a couple of things. One, it does mean a ray of light, Karen. But the word also means horns. And when Michelangelo had made his famous statue of Moses, he put two horns of that one. You can see that in the picture. And that led later on to generations of generations of anti-Semitic stereotypes 
that the Nazis used to putting Jews with horns. Where is it coming from? From misinterpreting the biblical word Karen that can mean ray. The face of Moses was glowing. Rays of light came from his face when he was going down to the mountain, but they understood it as his face grew horns. Great final thought. Michelangelo was a great painter, but he was not a good interpreter of Hebrew. Well, we're out of time, but before I go, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 says, those that pray for Israel will prosper. So if you want to prosper this week, pray for Israel. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.